this morning, we mentioned it was going to be a little bit different today. So this morning, we're, we're wrapping up the, the series that we've been in on the season of giving, where we've been looking at what it means to be a church with deep roots and a wide reach. And over the last few weeks, I've tried to remind us that we give of ourselves because we follow a generous God who has given us so much. And an important part of being a good steward of all that God has given us is recognizing that God, it's all God's anyway. So stewardship starts, starts with being grateful for everything we've been given. So as we pack our Thanksgiving boxes in a few moments, we're responding to what God has given to us with gratitude. When the 10 folks gathered yesterday at Seminole Springs, there's 10, right, John? 11. 11 folks gathered yesterday at Seminole Springs to work with Habitat for Humanity. They were responding with gratitude. When we give of our offering, we're doing the same thing. We're responding with gratitude. So the scripture we're looking at briefly this morning comes from Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. If you have your Bibles, we'll be in Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 11, and the words will also be up on the screen. Let's pray with one another. Gracious and loving God, we thank you so much for the gift of your word. And Lord, as we turn to it now, we ask that you'd give us ears to hear what you have for us. And Lord, I ask that you take my words and use them for your kingdom. We pray these things in your name. Amen. So when Paul opens the letter to the church in Philippi, he starts with, Hey, church! Hey, church, it's us! Paul and Timothy, your friends... And, and we're writing to anyone, anyone in your city who claims to follow Jesus. Grace and peace to you. And then he shares these, these beautiful words of thanksgiving. I thank my God every time I remember you. Constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you. Because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this. That the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to think this way about all of you because you hold me in your heart for all of you share in God's grace with me, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I long for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you determine what is best, so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise to God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. How many remember what it was like to get a piece of mail in the mailbox when you were a kid? It was different, wasn't it? Different than it is when you're an adult. You know, now we go to the mailbox and what do we pull out? Bills. Junk mail. Advertisements. But when you were a kid, it was, it was different. Earlier this week, each of my kids got cards from their new dentists. I was floored. And I was hooked, and they were hooked, because the cards came with, with pictures of them sitting in the dentist office with gift cards to 31 flavors. Who does that? Who, who, who does that? I, I exactly. It's, it's keeping them in business, I guess. Um, and handwritten notes, kind of what impressed me most was there was a handwritten note from, from the dental hygienist to each of my kids. 
Now, I have to imagine when the first churches received a letter from Paul, they kind of got that same sort of, ah, there's something to read, there's something to pay attention to, there's something going on that's exciting. We are important enough to get a letter from Paul. Now, Paul's letter to their community is often referred to the community in Philippi is often referred to as a friendship letter or a family letter, where the whole goal is to kind of encourage them in the middle of the opposition that they were facing, in the middle of the challenges that they are facing. He opens the letter with a thanksgiving prayer, and in it, we see an important part that an important part of the Christian journey is being grateful for all that God has given. So we're not going to unpack the, the whole the whole passage here this morning, but I do want to take a look at, at three reasons that he he lists for being grateful, and, and maybe as we head into Thanksgiving, they, they can shape how we understand gratitude as well. So first, the the, the crux of this letter. And really the, the driving force behind his prayer is found in, in verse 6. Paul writes, I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it into completion or into fruition by the day of Jesus Christ. Paul is, is grateful for the endurance of the church in Philippi. Following Jesus isn't just a sprint. It's this lifelong journey with ups and downs, reasons to celebrate and challenges to overcome Along the way, uh, Sir Francis Drake was a sailor in the 16th century, and before he'd head out on an excursion, he would always pray the same prayer. And the prayer that he prayed, he'd sit down and kind of remind his crew that whenever God leads them in a place, or whenever they they head out on a place, that they're going to a place where God already is there. And so he'd say, "It's the continuing of the same." It's the continuing of the same until it is thoroughly finished. I am so grateful for the endurance of the folks who have shaped this church. It's important to recognize that what we're doing today as a church is building on a foundation that that was really established over the last 51 years. And at the same time, we need to continue to pray for endurance as we move forward and as we cast direction for our future. The second part of the prayer that I want to highlight is, is intentionality and, and shared vision. Paul writes, For all of you share in God's grace with me, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For all of you share in God's grace with me. Now, most likely, as Paul writes this letter, he's sitting in a prison in Rome, and, and in his mind, the trial that, that he was about to undergo was about so much more than himself. It was bigger than himself. Uh, Christianity, in his mind, was on, on, on trial. So, so he thanks the Philippians for standing with him. Now, in, in today's world, when we talk about mission and we talk about ministry and the church and kind of our, our place and, and, and how it all looks, we usually connect ministry and mission to one of four prepositions. Two, we say that we go do mission to a place, often with, with wonderful intentions, but, but when we leave, when we go to a place, and that's all we're doing, we typically have minimal impact. We, 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 we do ministry or mission for a place, for a people. Again, wonderful intentions, but impact is usually limited to how long we're present in that specific place. We do ministry in. We move and we stay in the community. 
But sometimes we become isolated in, in, in our circles. Or we do ministry with, alongside those, those we've been called to serve. It's more that about, it's more than about what we're doing. It's more about what God is doing than what we individually are doing. We just get to be a part of it. In a few minutes, we're going to hear from, from Christy Labarge and an international mission organization she runs that, that we've been partnering with as a church called Impact. And, and one of the things I love about Impact is that it, it's partners with people who, who live in the communities where these trips go to. And so they are doing ministry with, with a, a people who already are there. So then Paul prays for continued discernment. There's a few ways to translate this parts of Paul's prayer. And I like the way the Phillips Bible translates it. It says, my prayer for you is that you may still love more. A love that is full of knowledge and very wise insight. Now today when we use the word love, it can mean so many different things. But the sort of love that Paul is writing about here is the deepest sort of love that one can imagine. It's not one that glosses over weaknesses, neglects truth, avoids conflict. It's one that gets to the heart of the difficulties we face in our world and says, we're called to love well even when we live in this mess. And loving that way takes incredible discernment. When to speak up, when to stay silent. It's like sitting around the Thanksgiving dinner table with your family. When to speak up, when to stay silent, when to act, when to allow others to take the lead. All those types of decisions, that type of discernment is important. So when we started our service this morning, I mentioned that that today is one of my favorite Sundays of the year. There's something about doing something for and with our community, with one another. So as we pack boxes today, And then continue into Thanksgiving this week. Let's commit to praying for endurance, for shared vision, and continued discernment. Can we do that? Let's pray. Gracious and giving God, may we be encouraged by Paul's prayer for the Philippians. And may we be a people of gratitude ourselves. And we pray these things in your name. Amen.